Welcome to Laugh It Up Fuzzball. I am Joe the Wookie Riot. Welcome to the podcast where we talk about life, the universe, and everything, but mostly geek stuff. A place where we get to let our geek flag fly and talk about all things geek. As I've said before, this isn't an amalgamation of geek news or a comprehensive guide to all genres or the world of geekdom. Hopefully it's just a fun place to cover some geek news, comics, The Simpsons, Star Wars, and whatever randomness finds its way on in the recording. But let us get started. Well, hey, hey, friends. Welcome to another level of Laugh It Up Fuzzball. Zuh, that's right, friends. You've entered another guest episode of the podcast, and I am joined today, not by Blue, not by Marshall Danny. He's still on hiatus, but by a voice you have heard on a couple levels of the podcast, none other than Jack Talk. What's up, Jack? It's a me. It's a him, Jack Talk. And uh, he's called Jack Talk because he's always sending me the TikTok. And, uh, I and have today, a problem. It's uh, Jack Talks Star Wars. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and it, it's pretty funny because uh, although I don't know, did you know Sean? Did I know Sean? No, I never got to. I never okay, got to so you Sean. got to jungle. You got the jungle after him, but his legend loomed loomed large. So, uh, but yeah, uh, he had a podcast called Sean Talks Movies. So <laughs> it's uh, it's sort of funny that uh, if you're Jack Talk, you could be Jack Talks, whatever. <laughs> so I like that. that. That brings me joy. But that's all to say. I'm I'm joined by by Jack today because uh, Jack's taking a podcasting class. Sure am. And he was like, man, I'm learning all this stuff about podcasts, man. I got, I got to reach out to the most world famous and awesome podcaster I know, man. Hey, man. Oh, Too bad he people, wasn't available. All them people are busy, so uh, hey, uh, look, you, you got, you got some time for me. And, uh, and I did. So, uh, Jack's taking a podcast class. He had to record, like, God, he, he put me to the ringer. He made me, he made me <laughs> con- condense my thoughts and like five minutes of, of words, which uh, you know was not easy for me, uh, but I think I succeeded. And uh, then I was like, hey, I'll record with you. You record with me. You know what I mean? One hand reaches around, another hand reaches right back. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, uh, Jack Jack wanted to, to talk some uh, Star Wars uh, briefly, like some influences. So I was like, yeah, but uh, Jack agreed to stick around and record a little with me. And essentially the the premise or the goal of today is me and Jack are just talking the modern era of, of the Star Wars. And uh, I guess, uh, you know, we've done a lot of Star Wars talk here on the podcast. Uh, I mean, with the name like Laugh It Up Fuzzball, you would hope that would be the case. But I don't know that you've ever put down for posterity in the podcast. Like, well, how do you come at Star Wars? How do you come at it, bro? Come at it, bro. I mean, Star Wars has been in my life longer than I can remember. Uh, a lot of people have stories about their first experience with Star Wars. For me, it is it has been so ever-present that I do not remember that. But many of my earliest memories from childhood are having, you know, lightsaber battles outside of uh, outside of my house and, you know, in my neighborhood uh, with my friends. And, you know, I... I, I kind of grew up watching some of the prequels a little bit more often and renting return of the Jedi from blockbuster video every few <laughs> weeks. Uh, that, that, that poor store, if anybody else wanted return of the Jedi too bad, this one, you know, six year old kid had it almost every week. And <laughs> most of the time only watched the first half hour of it before, uh, doing something else or going to bed. <laughs> so, uh, was return of the Jedi your first star Wars movie? I have no idea. I know I had Revenge of the Sith on DVD, 
Um, I remember watching Attack of the Clones and seeing the uh, Geonosis Arena scene uh, in a friend's car on like those uh, in-car DVD players that parents use to shut their kids up. They still exist. They still exist. (laughs) More cars come with it. It's not a fancy doodad no more, but yeah, they still exist. And uh, a lot of my understanding of the larger plot at that point in my life came from the Lego Star Wars on the Game Boy Advance as well. So I I think that counts as a contender towards my first Star Wars movie for some reason. Okay, so you had uh, you had movies on the DVD, you had movies on the VHS, and then you had uh, the video games. Oh, yeah. Yeah, nice. So uh, I wonder if uh, that's going to be the case for my kids. Like, you know what I mean? Like, literally, so, you know, full emission, I'm, I'm recording through my phone again if you if I sound a little bit different, although the quality is pretty good. I've uh, I've recorded enough of these and listened to them that I don't hate it. But I'm literally looking at a, bla- a Nerf blaster, like, up on... <laughs> Up on the hotel couch, there's a Millennium Falcon line next to two Buzz Lightyears. Uh, there's a Stormtrooper over there, and then there's my Chewbacca sweater line on the floor. And, uh, yeah, <laughs> there's a, a whole bunch of Star Wars. Oh, there's an R2-D2 over there, too. And I know right now that the boy is cuddling next to a Chewbacca in a life day rope. So, uh, yeah, they're they're probably, you know, if someone's like, oh, when did you start looking at Star Wars? They're like, I didn't have a choice. Have you met my father? <laughs> <laughs> But, uh, you know, Star Wars, Star Wars is great. And, you know, you made me do all this research. So I'm going to throw it right back at you, Mr. Yeah. Mr. Uh, Mr. Jack Talk. Uh, are you aware of any of the influences of Star Wars? I, I sure am. Some of the stuff that we discussed in my podcast was the influence of Joseph Campbell and the hero's journey, um, how that affected the uh, storytelling of not only the first movie, but more movies overall. And I, I'm sure if we had more time, which ooh, guess what we do, I'm sure we could also <laughs> talk about the subversion of the hero's journey in the prequels and uh, its influence throughout um we talked a little bit about the connection between star wars and akira kurosawa um specifically uh the droid portion at the beginning of the very first star wars movie star wars episode four the first one uh, <laughs> and how that connects to kurosawa's movie the hidden fortress um we talked a little bit about flash gordon which definitely is a little bit more uh, in your wheelhouse. I, it's not something that I've had the privilege of experiencing yet, though I'm very much looking forward to it eventually. Um, we talked a little bit about uh, George Lucas's love for cars and how that influenced Star Wars and uh, its aesthetic as well. Yeah, well, I mean, Flash Gordon, like the influence of those like uh, nine, late 1930s, early 1940s, like serials that they made, you know, one of the, the oldest sci-fi character, you know, starting with some syndicated comic strips. But if you watch those, like you can probably see them on, on the tube of you, but it has an opening text crawl. The, the big bad is Emperor Ming. Uh, there's battles in space with spaceships. There's giant monsters. The soldiers have masks, so they're faceless. Heroes wear disguises. Uh, the heroes come from humble origins. There's a wise old sage named Dr. Zarkov. There's a robot arm. Like, 
literally your like yeah influence 100 but like the one thing that i will say about like george lucas is uh he never hid those now he doesn't he doesn't own up to how much dune influenced star wars uh, <laughs> but you know he came out he made joseph campbell like he was already famous you know for doing all of his like comparative mythology and comparative religion stuff and for the hero of a thousand faces published in 1949 but um he literally says like the monomyth the hero with a thousand faces influenced my work you know what i mean he owned up to it he he acknowledged the akira kurosawa connections in fact going so far as having like dinners with him in japan you can watch uh, the behind the scenes of the mandalorian and bryce Dallas howard talk about being a young girl on the lap of her father <laughs> having having dinner with kurosawa with george lucas which is that's wild. so awesome um, the Flash Gordon stuff he owns up to. And then with cars, it's just crazy. You know, American Graffiti does well. So they trust him. They give him the budget to do Star Wars. But also, like, George Lucas was in that, that you know, a lot of people know, but he was in a near-fatal car accident. Mm-hmm. And when he was in the car accident, he loved cars. He loved racing. And he wanted to be a motor racer. But then he almost died. So he's like, maybe I'll be a film picker instead. So literally... He makes films and then he has fast land speeders and he has you know, Han Solo with his Millennium Falcon, his hot rod, if you will, that he's working on. It may not look like much, but it has a weird counts kit. You know what I mean? And, not to uh, mention other ship device. designs, too. Oh, yeah. And like especially in the prequels. By God, yeah. there's so much there. But I mean, even his directing, do it faster, more intense. You know what I mean? Like he's a he's a racer by nature. But but that's all to say, like that that influences the George Lucas era. But we're not really talking about the George Lucas era. We're talking about the proliferation of Star Wars beyond the modern era of Star Wars, which I would say is when Disney Disney bought it. You know what I mean? The mouse. And uh, so you you watched the, the originals. Uh, you're definitely yes. a child of the prequels. I don't want to age you, but I am older than you. <laughs> and I yep. know that, that the uh, new media that was available to you uh, would have been the prequels. Yep. I, I kind of learned really uh, kind of the difference between a lot of the Star Wars uh, generational fans uh, when I kind of started getting into college. And my film professors that I talked to were, you know, grew up and be they grew up being all about like the rebels and the spaceships whereas i grew up being all about the lightsabers and the jedi and the sith and all that yeah yeah that's fair um but like i don't know it's it's a it's a weird thing for me because i definitely grew up with the originals but i remember in 1999 and going to see opening night and being excited about new star wars and i saw every single one of those movies when i can although the third one i was overseas so i think i saw it no i might have actually seen it when it came out it was a big thing we got like a bunch of people <laughs> my squadron tickets and went nice. to a local movie theater um went to see all those as i have the the um sequels but um like what what are your thoughts on uh, the modern era of Star Wars, Jack. Sure. When it comes to I, I, when it comes to the films, um, the sequel trilogy, uh, I like them quite a bit. Um, I think I, I'm more than willing to acknowledge their flaws and talk about you know how it could have been better and kind of dream about potentially uh, things being a little different. But I'd, I'd still really, really enjoy those movies. Um, I still watch them frequently. And then kind of at least since those movies have that trilogy has concluded, Star Wars has really, really shined on the small screen um, with series like The Mandalorian, uh, the, 
you know, Book of Boba Fett, uh, Andor, and the uh, long-awaited conclusion to The Clone Wars, which is personally my favorite Star Wars story of all time. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, unfortunately, I'm talking on my phone, so I don't have availability in this uh <laughs> this Wi-Fi is, is bupkis. But, you know, 2012, Disney buys Lucasfilm. And, and you know, we're we're going on, you know, 10, 11 years since then. Right. And and we've gotten a lot of content. I don't think a lot of people give credit to, to the Disney era of, of uh, Lucasfilm and Star Wars that Star Wars Rebels is during that period as well. Right. So, you know what I mean? Clone Wars over, but Star Wars Rebels... Firmly under the the Kathy Kennedy like era of Star Wars. Yeah, uh, like I, I said I'm, I'm glad that Rebels is starting to get more recognition nowadays. Um, I think there's a a certain portion of the fandom that couldn't get past you know the first few episodes of season one because they were a little bit kiddish and a little you know animated not quite as well as maybe the you know last few seasons up to that point of Clone Wars. But it's one of those shows that really really grows on you and it definitely grew on me and there's no treatment for that yeah and i mean you get big initiatives with publishing and and revivals of toy lines right uh the black series like really you know what i mean uh, yep. 2012 the black series was not what it is now or their collaborations with funko or you know roosevelt's or uh, any number of of uh of commercial commodity properties that give us you know tangible goods that can show our love for star wars <laughs> yeah i remember when the force awakens came out just like the the onslaught it was like definitely uh well it was uh phantom menace worthy <laughs> with the amount of stuff uh, yeah i i not only remember like opening night for that movie i remember when i saw the first trailer i remember exactly where i was where i was sitting you know <laughs> where i was like how I felt about watching it. it. It's it was magical. I mean, 2012, they spend 4.05 billion. It takes them six years to to make that money back, and and since then, it's I mean, it hasn't all been profit because there's still expenses, but uh, definitely, I'm sure there's been plenty of profit. If you think in six years they made four billion, and now we're you know four years later, then they've probably made another two to three billion dollars, if not more. Probably. <laughs> So uh, yeah, they're they're doing well for themselves, but uh, yeah, it's uh, it's pretty amazing uh, all the content from from Rebels to the sequels, uh, books, comic books. Some of the comic books have just been so freaking fantastic. Uh, Mandalorian, like you said, Book of Boba Fett, Andor, and then lots of stuff to come. But like, what what do you overall overall thoughts? Like, what do you think of? Do you think it's a good thing? I like absolutely it? think so. I I think it's a little bit of a shame that some of George Lucas's ideas kind of fell to the wayside or didn't necessarily get used. But I don't think he's too upset about it rolling in his fat cash. Um, I, I I'm very very happy with the amount of star wars content that we have got that we definitely would not have otherwise got um i like the um it's kind of hard to explain but <laughs> I, I i wasn't watching the clone wars when it got canceled because disney bought star wars um but I am so happy with how the series was able to be revived and probably ended better than it would have otherwise. I am very okay. happy with the quality of content, um, the content that we have got because of this, uh, you know, purchasing of the franchise, uh, th things that I don't think would have 
ever happened otherwise, like the Mandalorian. You know what I mean? Right. So in the modern era, what has been your favorites? You don't have to like have a single favorite, but what have you liked the most? Uh, yeah, as as previously mentioned, like the the last four episodes of the Clone Wars are probably my f- single favorite Star Wars story of all time. Um, I, 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 I there's a tear in my eye every time that I watch it. Uh, it's it's a beautiful story. Um, I'm a big fan of the Mandalorian. Um, I am excited. The third season comes out or the first episode of the third season comes out on my birthday. Uh, Kathy Kennedy's nice. giving me a little birthday present. <laughs> um, <laughs> that's right. Um, and this is, you know, a little bit of a controversial opinion out there. And, you know, I, I agree with a lot of the criticisms of it, but I love the last Jedi and I think it's a great movie. Oh, you, you, you don't have to worry in any way, shape, or form for me. I also a big, big lover of that movie. Yeah. Of the, of the sequel movies, that is my favorite. It's the uh, best one. And it's, it's awkward because I had a conversation semi recently. Uh, who was I talking to? I don't. That, I wasn't Thanksgiving. That was so long ago. Although, uh, <laughs> my, my extended family, my, my sister in law and all of her family they they have much different views on on the marvel and star wars where i just end up being sad like there's no place for someone who likes this stuff at this at this dinner table oh no (laughs) um but who i was talking well you're welcome at my dinner table they just went uh they just went ape shit over oh you know i ran into one of my buddies from halloween hot when i was at knott's berry farm with the boy and we were talking and like i don't even know how it progressed to it but he just went on this railing about the last jedi which was like oh god this is serious and i was just like oh well i like the movie and he just looked at me he was like really joe and i was like yeah yeah really dude there's a lot of great things about it he's like wow we need we need to have a conversation at some point where he's like i'd be interested in what you think and i was like all right man that'd be great (laughs) yeah so uh and you know i think it's totally fair to dislike that movie as well don't make it your entire personality huh I think it's totally fair when people dislike that movie, but a lot of people make it their like entire personality or like the Star Wars sequels and like, let me tell you about the Star Wars sequels and how awful they are. And I'm like, oh, I, I, I just I, I enjoy that movie. Well, I mean, we've 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 talked about it here on the podcast, but I think uh, there's a very dangerous line that you tread. Uh, like, it's OK to have like you know uh, what is it, what do you call it a speculation mm-hmm. or things that you would like like to see but when you've decided what the story has to be for you to enjoy it Mm -hmm. and uh, you're not prepared for a storyteller to like maybe you know subvert your expectations you've just set yourself up and then then to take it as a personal slight (laughs) like (laughs) is like a whole a whole different mood um you know, like, did, would, I'm, not, I'm not gonna lie to you and say that I wasn't hoping for like Luke Skywalker igniting the green, which I finally got at the end of Mandalorian season two. Yeah. But, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, but the the story I got was like different, and I appreciated it because uh, I don't know, it, it told like some different ideas. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I dug it. But you know, that's that's me, potato potato. Do I think it's a perfect movie? No, I don't. Uh, but overall, I thought it was was really really grand and great and i enjoyed it very much i think here on uh in the fuzzy trilogy between me danny and blue we all sort of agree we enjoyed that maybe danny like the least of us but i, I think danny actually really enjoyed that movie too yeah just, i can uh, see plenty of things for him to really enjoy there as well yeah there's just uh i know there was a couple things that he wasn't terribly fond of and that's fine uh no. we also all share the opinion that rise of skywalker uh 
we we would have preferred a different movie. I don't take it as a personal slight that the movie yep. I got. Yep. Uh, I just my my personal challenge is to to someday do a, a CBM defender story because uh, we've done a lot of negativity and I feel like we need to <laughs> shine some positivity on that movie. That would be fun. maybe someday. Although I'll probably never get Danny to rewatch it, so <laughs> maybe Blue. <laughs> as, you know, as, when, as long as you're not, you know, running your finger across the the ground on crate and putting it on your mouth and going to salt. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I I think the biggest challenge when I say like, what's your favorites from like the TV or movies, and we're not even getting into books and comics. There's been such really <laughs> really good stuff there. Um. But my challenge is what what isn't my favorite. You know what I mean? Yeah, and for I'm sure. Like, currently, like I'm enjoying Bad Batch, but I'm I'm finding myself feeling a little meh about it. Yeah. Uh, it's still in. It's still only nine episodes in, so this isn't a place to spoil anything or talk about it. Nope. Um. But yeah, like if I, if I'm going over episodes I enjoy, I'm like five for nine, uh, which is a weird place to be. Yeah. So. Yeah. So I can appreciate some of the stuff that's in the things that I didn't like as much, but uh. Yeah, whereas the first season of Bad Batch, I was I was high on it. I really enjoyed it. So, you know, I don't know. Uh, I think to see we're only halfway through the done. second season, so I think there's plenty of room for it to still win us over. Yeah, but uh, my I think for it to be a success to me, I have to have over 50% episodes that I enjoy. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> and the problem is I don't think episode 10 is going <laughs> to gonna help that case any. <laughs> So, but, um, I, I'm like, I've, we've talked on the podcast about most of the stuff. We've definitely gone over Mandalorian. We've done Andor. We've done Book of Boba Fett. We've done all the sequel movies. Um, we did talk Clone Wars cause it was, it's, it's a running joke with me and Danny with uh blue that he watched rebels when we were supposed to be watching season seven of the Clone Wars. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we haven't done like a rebels review, but the, I don't, I don't think we have time for that. That's if you're, that's something you're interested in, Jack, we could come back to it. Absolutely. I love rebels. We'll put, we'll put a pin in it and we can definitely have a conversation all about rebels. So I would enjoy that very much. But something that's come out that haven't really talked about here on the podcast, and uh, you sort of did a little bit of prep work, was insert four words, Jack. What is it? Tale of the Jedi. Yeah. And I, I think we could do a little mini review of it. Absolutely. Yeah. So, uh, uh, really quick review? Uh, like a, a little mini review. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like Mickey's like, haha, how you doing, Minnie? She's like, oh, oh that, that, boy. That, that was my review at, at supersonic speed. It's good. <laughs> but yeah, uh, six six episodes all dropped yes. at once. Yes. Uh, which is nice. Um, oh man, we didn't even talk about visions in amongst all that stuff. Anyways, sidetracking. Uh, <laughs> Tales of the Jedi. And uh, what 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 thinks you, Mister Jack? I very much appreciated it. I I I think it was kind of a little bit <laughs> out of nowhere, and it is certainly a little treasure. Okay. I, I mean, there has to be. Has to be more than that. Oh, absolutely. There's more. I, I, I think it's really nice that we get this uh, new perspective, uh, specifically on the half of the episodes from a Jedi that we technically haven't seen before. Uh, we've seen, you know, Dooku as a Sith, uh, but we haven't got a chance to see what he was like as a Jedi until this point. And I think it was a really interesting story that they told um particularly for the dooku stuff i love that it gives a little bit more context to his uh journey that we kind of get hints towards in the movies and clone wars um and i 
ah Ahsoka is my favorite character. You know, at work we have our uh, our name tags with our favorite Disney characters on them, and mine is Ahsoka. And nice. uh, so I will absolutely never complain about more Ahsoka content. <laughs> I like I like to imagine you wearing that that uh, Montreal headdress that they sell at the park. Oh, and, I have. Uh, and all the her universe like sweats, like the, the sweatshirt and the sweatpants. <laughs> oh, I, I've got the sweatshirt too. <laughs> I uh, I had an Ahsoka shirt that I got from Heroes and Villains, and alas, it didn't fit me. So I gifted it to the Marshal. I gifted nice. it to the Marshal. It was really rad. It was like this orangish blue tie dye. It was her clone troopers. Nice. Um, and I really really loved it, but it just fit too tight. It was not comfortable. So I, I gifted it to the marshal, and he was like, man, this is a cool shirt. And I'm like, I know, but it just doesn't fit me. <laughs> I'm, I'm finding that double Xs aren't always doing the trick anymore. Sometimes I have to do a 3X, depending on the depending on the thing. So here's some villains and Rosa. On how buff you're feeling that day, how how rippling your muscles are that particular day. <laughs> how rippling my gut is that day. <laughs> you know, and uh, before we go much further, friends, I will put a time hack for potential spoilers uh, on the on the notes for this. Uh, I don't think we've spoiled anything yet. So I'll, I'll do a time hack for before and after in the notes. But uh, what I was not expecting when I went to watch this, I knew it was three episodes of Ahsoka. I knew yes. it was three episodes of Dooku. If you had told me before, what are you going to like? I'm like, I don't, I don't care. Like, I'm always arguing with Danny. Like, Dooku's not that cool. <laughs> you know what I mean? Is it Braga, Braga, Braga? I think before like, this, he wasn't. Uh, Danny would have made an argument against that. But, you know, you could go to the the torment of, of Star Wars where we have them all fighting. And I'm just like, Dooku, Dooku's just going down, down like a punk. <laughs> but uh, if you had told me that I was going to enjoy the Dooku episodes more than the Ahsoka episodes, I would have told you you were crazy. Uh, I, I am in the same boat. But I, I did find myself, uh, although I, I would say I'm, I'm five, five and a half out of six on the episode, too, you know what I mean? Uh, yeah. For stuff that I like, because I, I very, very much like some of the stuff in that sixth episode with Ahsoka. And then there's other stuff where I'm like, ah, the novel did it better. Uh, we have the, better we have representation. The, yeah. We have the same opinion. But yeah, the, the Dooku stuff was just great. And if you had told me, like, I knew Yaddle was going to be at it at some point, but you're like, you're going to love Yaddle. You're going to want more Yaddle. You're just going to celebrate Yaddle. I would have been like, okay. <laughs> but, Whatever you say, buddy. Yeah, but hot, hot dang. And uh, Bryce Dallas Howard, I even I even like the voice. I've yeah. gone back and rewatched all these episodes semi-recently. Uh, and I will say that that opening episode with Baby Ahsoka, Shawnee asks to watch it. Yeah. It. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's not overtaking baby, baby Yoda, but he, uh, he very much likes the baby soak soak. Nice. So little yeah. soaka, little soaka. So, uh, yeah, he was like, I want to watch the baby episode. I'm like, all right, buddy. So we've watched that a handful of times. <laughs> Uh, and then it gets to the next one. And he's like, not interested. It's dark. That's not, <laughs> that's not what he says, but that's what his behavior says. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, but yeah, I think uh, as of like last week before I moved into the hotel because of construction on my house and my podcast studio, uh, I watched uh, the episode with Yaddle. So yes. very much. And then uh, I knew that I wasn't getting to see the Ahsoka training and the, the you know, post Ahsoka stuff, but I was okay with missing it. And I think that sort of says something. Mm. So I'll catch him. I'll catch him at some other point. But uh, I, I like, like I said, that last episode. I, I just for people that haven't read the book, I'm sure they loved it. But uh, yeah. the book is so much better. That that first few minutes though, before the or like the cold open, mm-hmm. um, was probably one of the highlights of the entire series. Though at least the highlight of the Ahsoka episodes for me. I mean, I 
the baby episode doesn't really serve any purpose other than like suggesting like how powerful in the force she is even as an infant yeah um and you you get to see you know some of the tagruda culture and all that stuff i, I appreciated that and actually we we're talking kurosawa influences and it's right there in that episode <laughs> yep i, I think <laughs> that episode serves a little bit less of I guess uh, a, a specific Ahsoka story and more as an introduction to the Jedi, seeing as, you know, we every once in a while we get to see, you know, untrained kids that have yet to be discovered by the Jedi Order. And I think that gives a little bit more context to how that happens and how most Jedi start. You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, I would I would probably point any of the listeners to some of those gorgeous cutscenes for Old Republic. Mm. Um, there's especially one with a, a young Jedi and it, like her being picked and like stuff with their master. Um, plus, they're so cinematic. God, you want, you want to see some good Star Wars movies? You just watch the watch those. Have you know what I'm talking about? I absolutely know what you're talking about. I I didn't even really play those games or or the online game. But I've I've seen so many of those trailers because they are absolutely beautiful. They yeah. like seeing those on YouTube once I had access to the internet. Oh my god, I, I watched them over and over and over again, and I I never played those games. <laughs> yeah, right. I neither have I. But man, they're they're so freaking good. They're like little mini movies, and you know which one I'm talking about with the uh, she's like a, a dark skinned Jedi, and it's uh, maybe even Twi'lek. I'm my, I'm misremembering. Um, but basically, uh, like it's about like her being picked and her brother being left behind. Mm. So uh, it's a. Uh, it's good stuff, but uh, I'm not one sure thing I've we'll, seen that one. Okay, I mean, you just look up Old Republic, and they're all there. I think there's like six or seven of them. Yeah, it's one of the more recent ones. But one thing I will say for Tales of the Jedi, the animation is gorgeous. Chef's kiss. And uh, I will say in the Bad Batch, you see that like advancement in technology has crossed over into the Bad Batch because you cannot say the Bad Batch season two is ugly. Right. Like, it's it's cinematic. It's beautiful. The graphics are just like they've come so far from that first Clone Wars movie. And even you, you say that about the paint jobs on their armor, though. <laughs> but Fair not enough. the not the animation. <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah, uh, they needed to sell new toys, right? <laughs> That's right. Yeah, yeah. Uh, they they ran into those those mod racers from Book of Boba Fett, and <laughs> bad things happened. <laughs> Uh, Mayhap, that's what happened. I like teal as a color. <laughs> but, uh, I mean, I, I was just like, oh, if they painted their armor, like, I don't hate it. I'm just like, yeah, it's fine. It's all right. Uh, yeah. I, I'm, I'm only watching the show for Omega at this point. So, Omega. <laughs> but Tales of the Jedi was just uh, incredible. And if uh, you've been on the fence, listener, to watch it, and I think we've actually done a pretty good job of not spoiling things so far, but uh, you get a Baby Ahsoka episode, uh, then you get two Dooku episodes, one with young Qui-Gon, and it's really, really great that uh, Liam Neeson's son does the voice for young Qui-Gon. Yep. And then you get straight, like, Phantom Menace era Dooku story that just adds to, like, what's going on with him. Uh, from, you know, things with uh, Camino and Sephardias, uh to to him becoming a Sith. Um, and then just wow, wow, wow. So good episodes. There's three of them. So there's the one with Qui-Gon. Oh, there's the one with Mace Windu when they go yep. investigate. The, the That one's really great, too. So, On Raxus, the yeah. future uh, capital of the Separatist uh, 
separatist movement. Yeah. Yeah, and it, it, it all ties in together quite nicely. Uh, but you get, like, you know, younger Dooku, a uh, little bit younger Dooku, and then you get the Dooku that we know. For Ahsoka, yep. then you get an entire, like, training episode with Anakin, which is crazy wonderful, uh, <laughs> frightening, but it yes. all it all adds, adds to Ahsoka stories that you already have. And then you get a, a post-season uh, seven of Clone Wars Ahsoka story. Right. And uh, which tangentially is tied to that. I think it's E.K. Johnston did the uh, yes. Ahsoka novel. Yes. So uh, I would recommend reading that novel. It's really, really freaking good. It's wonderful. Um, uh, it has it does a lot for like, you know, it's not it's not as uh, it's not the last of us. Episode three for LGBTQ. representation. <laughs> uh, set a new bar. <laughs> but, you know, it had stuff. Unfortunately, a lot of that snuffed out in, uh, in Tales of the Jedi. And yeah, uh, some of it was even kind of uh, retconned when season seven of the Clone Wars came out. But I, I whereas I felt like that was just pure improvement. Uh, I felt like this was kind of taken away from something. You know what I mean? Yeah. Are you talking about this stuff with uh, Caleb Doom? No. Oh, OK, because they, they definitely did a little bit of retconning for like the story of uh, Kane and Jarrus, Caleb Doom being his, his original name as a Padawan. Oh, yeah. Um, They, they retconned those comics a little bit with the Bad Batch episode yeah. season one episode one i i kind of meant like with the addition of season seven of the clone wars they retcon some of the uh flashbacks to the siege of mandalore that take place in the novel uh i felt like that was an improvement or kind of more of an expansion on what happened to the novel whereas okay i know what you're talking about episode six of tales of the jedi was kind of a condensed it did the opposite and condensed um the story from the novel and i thought that was a little bit of a shame yeah also yeah, was... regarding that novel uh, uh there's an audiobook with ashley Eckstein reading the entire book and it's fantastic Oh, that sounds lovely. If you got an audible credit, use it there. <laughs> <laughs> There's a podcast I listen to that always offers the free audible credit. So uh, maybe someday. But uh, yeah, overall, Tales of the Jedi, just uh, it's it, wham, bam. You can get through it pretty fast. It's not a huge investment on your life. Each episode is what, maybe 15 to 20 minutes? Yeah, yeah. 15 on 15, average? Something like that. Yeah. So uh, you can you can get in, get out, uh, and it's enjoyable. It, uh, yeah. it fleshes out a bit more, especially for Dooku. Yes. Like 100% for Dooku. But that's the difference between we've gotten a lot more Ahsoka content through, like, Clone Wars and Rebels. Yeah, she's and, uh, rivaling Saw Gerrera with the most, uh, most, uh, what's the word? Most Star Wars properties appeared in. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Although Sagarera, what is it, four? He's up there. Yeah. Clone Wars, Clone Rebels, Wars. uh Rogue Andor, One. and Rogue One. Ah. Uh, and uh Jedi Fallen Order. Jedi Fallen Order, that's five for him. Ahsoka's been in Clone Wars, Tales of the Jedi, Rebels, uh Mandalorian. And then and she'll be in Ahsoka. Yeah. So she's she's coming up on the record holder here. <laughs> Yeah, I guess. Uh, although uh, you you probably could find like other other um, like characters that have like dropped in. Like Chewbacca probably has both of them beat. Yeah, as well as R two and C three PO and right. Darth Vader. Yeah. So anywho, that's okay. I we we love some Ahsoka content, and I am I'm looking forward to the to that series whenever we get it. I think it's supposed to come out this year. Yeah. That's uh, the rumor, but when we did our uh, our, our first part of uh, the 2023, there weren't 
date for anything mm. but Mandalorian season three. Ahsoka and Skeleton Crew are also supposedly this year. Yeah. So it's sort of like the same thing. Like right now we have Picard season three, which is really good. Uh, but we don't know like any of the other Star Trek content. Uh, but enough about the Trek. We're here for wars. We're That's here right. for wars. So I had an interesting question for you, Jack. So uh, George Lucas, famous for his special editions and his yeah. tinkering. Like, God, he's tinkered with episode four so many times. Like, yeah. And so much like when, when yeah, talking to Eddie, like that it's been accepted in the Library of Congress, but they'll probably never actually have a copy because that original version version just either doesn't exist or it won't be released right like it, it's always in the hands of uh george lucas and you get it when you pry it from his cold dead hands <laughs> <laughs> for his cold dead safe deposit box i don't know <laughs> i'm sure i'm sure it exists in some form i mean i know people that still have the vhs so it exists yeah and uh, people but, you know dedicating their life to restoring the original version or as yeah. close as possible yeah the the problem comes from uh you can't release it <laughs> if it's restored yeah oh no yeah so uh yeah but i had this thought so in the modern era of star wars uh we have yet to see a special edition of anything yeah and uh would would you be opposed to a special edition for the prequels absolutely for the sequels, not for the mandalorians <laughs> like i i think that you know, part of the tradition of Star Wars at this point is improvement. Um, well, it is tinkering at the very least. Um, and I think that the Disney Star Wars uh, live action stuff produced has been some of the most amazing looking Star Wars that we have received, uh, particularly Rogue One and The Last Jedi. And I think if the prequels were to get that treatment and get a little bit of that, you know, 2023 HD shine on, uh, you know, imagine how, how well light could reflect off of Jar Jar's uh, <laughs> beautiful amphibious skin. Uh, I, so I, I think that would be really awesome. The only tinkering that I know of in the modern era is uh, uh, the guy from Mandalorian season two. Uh, the the jeans guy, guy. Yeah, denim jeans guy. He was <laughs> he was in shots, and if you go back, he's no longer there. He's the been most affordable out. cosplay, and they and they destroyed some dreams. <laughs> Well, I mean, it, it's still going to exist, just like there's pink shorts, boom mic guy, and uh, and other things like that. Like I'm sure, I'm sure it'll it'll live on. I don't want to get a pair of pink shorts just for that. It's not going to achieve the uh, running of the Wilbur Hoods status, <laughs> but. Uh, but yeah, uh, and I, I think the modern era has been cool. Like, you know, speaking of Wilroy Hood with the freaking Cam Tono, you know, yeah. and like, I've got freaking, one. Yeah, I've got a lunch pail. It's got coffee stains <laughs> on it, but yeah. I that makes it know. look more lived in. It does. It like does. Star Wars. Yeah, like Star Wars. Uh, that That's funny. I'm like tangenting, but like me and I think it was a me and Danny were, were, no, was it me and Danny when we were at Star Wars Celebration? But we we're commenting whenever you see cosplayers, like especially when you see Mandalorians, they look great. But if you look at all their harnesses and like, you know, holsters, they're always perfect. The leather is always brand new and great. Yep. And we're always yep. like, oh, man, like if only if only they would age that, you know what I mean? Their costume would be 100 <laughs> percent. Yeah, I've got some leather boots that I got for a, a cosplay that's not going to be done anytime soon. And I need to do some more walking in them. Yeah. So but uh, in the in the vein of needing a special edition, I, I, I would not be. I think when the when the prequels are the age that the originals were, which we're probably coming up on closer than I'd like to admit, <laughs> I think. uh 
I think a special edition release in the theater could be interesting if Disney wanted to spend the money. I'm not sure they want to because they're investing in like all the other stuff, but uh, not not giving uh, any stuff to the the prequels. I'm sure we could think of things, but in the modern modern era, uh, Disney era. Is there anything like right away you can think of that you want them to fix? I don't know. I have an answer. <laughs> you do? Yeah. I, I'm, so, I'm wondering if your answer will spark inspiration in me for other things that so might need in to be fixed. Mandalorian season two, they hired the deep fake guy that fixed Luke Skywalker. Oh, and, uh, I see where you're going. Her, and Book of Boba Fett, they hired that guy. Yeah. And Luke, while not perfect, is so much better. Yeah. Uh, but then. They didn't have him go back and fix the end of Mandalorian season two. Like I or went back to watch it. Rogue One, just, or well, and I'm right there. Rogue One. I want them to fix freaking Princess Leia. She looks awful. I want them to fix that. You know what yeah. I mean? Like when I see it, I don't want to be like, oh, that looks awful. But I like her line. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, so that's my immediate answer. Uh, and I'm sure there's like little things like that that could just be tweaked. You know what I mean? I, I, I uh, you know what, I, I. Watched Rogue One the other day, and I do have one potentially that I could think of for Leia okay. in that specific moment as well. When they open the door, she is just standing there with her back turned. Yeah. Standing very still. But I can't really think of a time before the, or like besides the award ceremony in the original trilogy, where Leia was standing still any point i think that it would be really cool if they changed it maybe a little bit so she was maybe leaning over the pilot's chair conversing with him and then when the door opens she kind of turns around you know what i mean and walks up it it looks very staged in like rise of skywalker i 100 didn't hate the flashback when it's luke and her like lightsaber fighting yeah and i i like that they used her daughter as a body double and yeah. like, why not use her and like fix that? You yeah, know? I, agree. I don't know. You've got the guys, you've got the technology, and I think it would it'd be worth the uh, the little bit of moolah to like tweak those things. So, a, a, a Wookiee can dream. You know what I mean? And that's of the modern stuff. That's a uh, that's the only thing. Like it, honestly, it looks so much better than what we've had before. Yeah. And uh, to hate on it, it's just uh, I don't know. The movies are pretty. Whether, yeah. whether you like the stories or, or anything. And Mandalorian, like, you know what I mean? There's In the first season, some people say you can see the volume versus not the volume. I never, because I know I'm watching fantasy and everything, it never really bothers me. Yeah. Uh, but but the volume is taking, like, leaps and bounds because watching the behind the scenes for Thor Love and Thunder, I discovered how much of that was filmed in the volume, and I had no fucking clue. Yeah. <laughs> so, and some stuff that was filmed for, like, House of Dragons in the volume where I was like, wow. Just, I, uh, yeah, I crazy. think one thing that would be important if disney decided to do some special editions for some of the uh, more recent stuff uh would be listening to steven spielberg i know you you know touched on this in the indiana jones episode but having both available i think that's been kind of george lucas's cardinal sin when it comes to that because i don't think there's anything wrong with tinkering with what you have made there have definitely been things that i turned in for school and watched years later and wanted to make changes to even though i'm still proud of it but you know i i I think there's a large importance when it comes to preserving the original as well and leaving that open as an option yeah yeah i don't i don't see anything wrong with that um although like you know like do we need a version where where denim jeans guy is available in mando season two Mm, interesting question i'm gonna go with maybe no for that one specifically but i i I like the 
question that you raise of where do we draw the line. Yeah, and I mean, like, if you fix Leia and make her look good at the end of Rogue One, as far as I'm concerned, I don't ever need to see the old version again. Yeah. And if they went back and, like, fixed the deep fake, like, that guy did the deep fake on Luke Skywalker and made it look better. You can just take his footage and put it at the end of Mandalorian Season 2. I'll be okay with it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Uh, uh, and I, I don't know that that original version needs to be there. So, right. yeah, if you're not changing what a scene is now, like, you know, changing what a scene is, Han, Han shooting first, right? Yeah. So that's like a complete change and has been a tweet high freaking heaven. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, uh, you know, that, that that's a that's a whole thing. That's a whole nother ball of wax. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. And uh, it sucks for a film to be, you know, enter the film registry. It's like we acknowledge this as a, as a work of cinema that needs to be saved and you just can't have it. Yeah. <laughs> So, uh, I don't know. Time will tell. Uh, ultimately, I guess that doesn't matter to us because when a dystopia happens in the, the post-apocalypse, I don't know that me or you are going to be like, let's go find the Star Wars movie. <laughs> I don't know. I still have the Rebel insignia branded on my chest, so I, I, I might be, you know, risking a trip with some zombies to grab a grab an extra DVD copy. <laughs> you don't have to go to the National Registry to get that, Jack. In an apocalypse situation, you never know where you might end up. Crossing the country to get to D.C. to get to get rolls of film that you have no way of playing. I, I have a movie say. idea. <laughs> I mean, they, they sort of made that movie with uh, fanboys, uh, uh, similar premise, just going <laughs> a, a different way across the United States. <laughs> Fighting off zombies to get a copy of Star Wars. I mean, yeah, roll picture. There's a they've definitely definitely had a <laughs> head works. <laughs> <laughs> But uh, all right, Jack. Uh, I mean, we we've done. Is there anything else you wanted to say about the uh, the old modern era of Star Wars? Let me think for a second, because I think we've covered a lot of the stuff that you know I have strong opinions about. Um, really been enjoying you, Tales of the Jedi. Yeah. You haven't said. Is there anything you just outright don't like? That that is a harder question to answer. I don't I don't think there's really anything I straight up dislike. Uh, I th I think that the Rise of Skywalker has a little bit of uh, th there's a space in my heart for other potential scripts for that movie and uh, some other stuff that I really wish we could have gotten to see, though. I, I still find enjoyment in that movie. Um, there are a lot of changes that I would make and. You know, for all the the haters talking about the sequels getting retconned, I think that might be the one that I'm I, I, I would be OK with that one specifically, maybe getting retconned. OK, yeah, I uh, I you know, it, it just it is the movie that we have. And I hope yeah. uh, I hope there's a way to go past it and still have good Star Wars storytelling. Like, you know, one thing that I really like about Star Wars historically, especially with the addition of the Clone Wars, is the ability for Star Wars to. To uh, make additions to the story to make it better um, instead of taking away. I think that's a that's a skill that the Star Wars universe has that a lot of other franchises could stand to learn from. Right. And well, I'm excited to see what they do with it. And they're already John, working on it. Yeah, John Favreau, 100%. He is not just reclaiming the prequels, but like reclaiming stuff in the sequels, like in, in different things that he's doing. You can see him like planting seeds that yeah. could lead to all sorts of stuff. Just like having that freaking cloning chamber yep. in Mando season two. You know what I mean? And in and the stuff that they're going with with Bad Batch, end of season one, uh, Mount Tantus. 
which is a Legends thing that I shouldn't know a lot about, but YouTube. (laughs) Well, yeah, and I think if I had any complaint about the modern era, and it's not even a complaint, it's just like a lament. There's just so much. Yeah. There's so much, and it is hard uh, having other Star Wars-loving friends uh, to be like, everybody to have seen everything to talk about it like i know some people that love star wars and i just i have not seen andor yet or i haven't watched a bad batch or i haven't watched this or i haven't watched rebels yeah we were talking a little bit about how i am you know i haven't even touched the high republic even though it sounds freaking amazing so i finally when i had covid have dove a book and a half into the high republic jack i will loan you these books hot damn are they freaking amazing i have the i have the audiobook for the first book the light of the jedi oh it's so good and i have i've heard how good it is and but the i've also heard that the beginning is a little bit difficult to get through and that has also been my experience um so i i did not have that experience Uh, i also am a very fast reader uh, Mm -hmm. so maybe i got through it before it was able to set in but charles soul is such a, a great writer and Man, I I enjoyed the piss out of it, and I am about two-thirds of the way through the next book. Mm. Um, I just, you know, life started in school and stuff, so actually yesterday, like, sat down while the baby baby slept instead of doing podcast notes or anything like that. I just read a few chapters in my book, and it was lovely. Sort of nice. My my wife has also, like, started a book club with some of her her nurse friends from work, so she's reading her... uh, her gushy romance stuff but it's <laughs> so far she's read like a and werewolves and everything so we've had conversations because i at least have some knowledge there <laughs> <laughs> uh but yeah so that's my only lament is there's so much and like i at one time i was caught up with the comic i am so behind on the comics because i haven't pulled a comic book for like two years yeah uh so there's been so many stuff so there's like the war of the bounty hunters and other things that I, there's more darth vader books that i have not read and i'm like oh geez i just need to get a, a subscription to marvel unlimited because uh, yeah. usually as long as it's six months old you can read it so if you if you fall a year behind it's really easy to just like read books and always be able to to get new stuff um but yeah that's about my only event like rise of skywalker i'm on record it wasn't wasn't my favorite but i don't hate it you know what i mean yeah I just yeah it just uh i thought it was a little messy and yeah because of the the flip-flopping back and forth from from jj's vision to ryan johnson back to jj i think uh it just it impacted the story and my enjoyment of it and i I think that's my biggest complaint with rise of skywalker i think they didn't play nice with what they already had right they kind of it it felt more retconny than building you know what i mean yeah, uh, but I, I'm excited for that Skeleton Crew show, and that's going to be post Rise of Skywalker. Is it? So, yeah, that's my understanding that's, of it. That's I did not know that. That's awesome. Yeah, so Jude Law and those kids, Goonies, Star Wars adventure. I like so, it. Yeah, so that'll be our first content that we're getting post, and uh, it's exciting. Yeah. Uh, another thing that we might want to touch on is how much uh, Disney has gone into the behind the scenes uh, and made the behind the scenes accessible to fans as well. Because when it came to, you know, the other movies, there were a few documentaries, but we're getting behind the scenes of just about every property right after it comes out. Yeah, and that's awesome to see the production, too. It really is. Uh, and even like in so much doing the the Light and Magic documentary. Yeah. You know what I mean, and giving us six episodes of like, you know, behind the curtain for that stuff has been freaking lovely. Um, 
And there, I mean, Disney, <laughs> or, uh, Eddie said it on there. He said, you know, just like them milking, milking Star Wars until there's no milk left. And I'm like, oh, Eddie, that's not how I feel about it. But they're definitely, they're definitely milking the cow. <laughs> milk continues yeah. to come out. <laughs> so the the cash cow is, is fertile and ripe with milk. <laughs> Squeeze the udder and enjoy the milky goodness. And <laughs> enjoy the uh, green milk of a of a siren of uh, what's the planet? Thala siren. Yeah, that's the one. The green yeah. the green milk. Yes, Thala siren from uh, uh, the the Luke Skywalker. <laughs> it's funny because I actually know it was filmed on Skellig Michael Island. I just uh, the name of the island is not popping in my head right now. I had an island in Animal Crossing named after Octo, and I've been forgetting it for the last forty five seconds. <laughs> <clears throat> and I even listened to a podcast called Octo Radio, so I should have should have been right there for me. <laughs> so it's a, it's okay. What I what I can tell you is because uh, my weird Star Wars knowledge uh, has branched out. Uh, I am a much bigger fan of Moof Milk, which is the purple variety. Uh, it doesn't it doesn't make a very good beverage, but it makes an excellent yogurt. Interesting. And, uh, and coming from a a, a long line line of Moof Milkers and Nerf Herders, uh, I, I definitely <laughs> tell uh, off worlders all the time about the the healthy benefits of moof milk so yeah <laughs> wonderful not to and you know what else is part of disney star wars galaxy's edge at disneyland it is that is not something i think we would have gotten without that purchase from disney yeah although it's a it's a very interesting uh gamble because it is so firmly entrenched into those sequel movies yeah um but you know when i when i see younglings like enjoying the piss out of like Chewie and Ray and all that. Like they don't care because their Star Wars is the sequels. You yeah. know what I mean? And in 10, 15 years, we're going to be encountering those fans of Star Wars that that is their Star Wars. Exactly. And all of us old timers with our originals and our prequels, you know, the modern era, Disney era of Star Wars will be what they talk about. And so much of them are like, Rebels, that's old stuff. You know what I mean? They're like, that's your era, you children. Oh, <laughs> I don't want to think about that, Joey. I mean, one of, one of the Mortality. beautiful, having so much content, uh, there's room for stuff you like and stuff that you're okay with. You know what I mean? Yeah. Be and when, when I was like in Star Wars, that wasn't the case. If you didn't like those original movies, then you were sort of screwed. <laughs> <laughs> if you were not a Star Wars fan, then the, the prequels came out and uh, as uh, somebody who always enjoyed the prequels, it was always hard for me. I'm yeah. like, oh, those movies are garbage. And I'd always tried to have the conversation like, you know, Star Wars is family. And sometimes when you're family, you have that crazy uncle that you're not terribly fond of, but he's still family. That's right. I said, and maybe that's the way you need to look at the prequels. And uh, my my family, my family's getting very extended in the Disney era <laughs> of Star Wars. <laughs> I'll tell you, my my second second sister's uncle's cousins twice removed Rise of Skywalker. Uh, they there, they come to the table. They yeah. got some things Thanksgiving turkey. We just tell them to be quiet because we want to <laughs> listen to Uncle Mando more. That's right. <laughs> or or uh, or Auntie Andor, or you know, or cousin Bad Bad. Or, uh, or or little baby tales of the Jedi, Soka. You know what I mean? We just yeah. there's some some people we want to converse with more. So yeah, yeah. There's uh, lots of good things to be said about the the modern era of Star Wars. But uh, you get you get closing thoughts. It's Jack talks Star Wars. You know, I, I I think that Disney has done a lot of good, breathing life into this franchise. Um, I've I've been continually excited since you know 2014 and 
for me, the excitement hasn't gone away. Um, I continue to look forward to the next thing that they're going to do with this franchise. And yeah. Okay. Well said, sir. Well, uh, yeah, I think that's, uh, that's about all the thing. You got anything to plug, Jack? Um, you can follow me on Instagram at, at Holmes himself. If that sounds familiar, uh, that was the format of Mark Hamill's uh, social media for quite some time. And I still is. Well, well, <laughs> Uh, actually, he on at least on Twitter uh, was finally able to get the tag Mark Hamill, so he changed it from Hamill himself to Mark Hamill. I, I I don't know. I just remember the Hamill himself, and I assumed it was still that. He uh yeah, he, he's definitely one of my heroes, and I I, de- I will openly admit to stealing his uh, Instagram handle. <laughs> Fair enough. Is that is that also how they find you on the Jack Talk? Absolutely. That's my TikTok as well. <laughs> there you go. There's a there's been some mild flirtation in my brain with a with an idea for the the talking and the ticking, uh, but no time as of yet to, it's to make a, it so. It's a it's a dangerous it's a dangerous drug. Yeah, yeah. I don't uh I, I've once or twice fallen down an Instagram rabbit hole yep. uh, and wasted wasted too much time. But then once I realized what I did, I uh, I did it no more. <laughs> <laughs> so so there you go. But uh, you know all the things for for me, dear listener, at Wookie Riot on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, it's W O K I E E because it's a Wookie, not a cookie. There's two E's. Uh, laugh at a fuzzball podcast at gmail.com. Send me an email. I'd like it. Say hey. I'm a listener, and you don't know me, but you can. And I say, hey, tell me some more about your dear listener. Yeah. <laughs> Although the accent doesn't come through. Uh, Jerry sends emails. I send emails back. Nobody else does. It's fine. But if you want to, the avenue is open for you. Go to the Book of Faces if you do that. Join the Laugh at a Fuzzballs Facebook group. Plug, plug, plug if you haven't already. Lots and lots of news all the time. Uh, we do the, the recap episodes here on the podcast, but uh, if you want the news live and fresh for your eye holes, it's right there. Join over 700 other fuzzballs that, that talk or at least read the news. Um, you can support the podcast over on anchor.fm slash laugh dash it dash up dash fuzzball. You can, you can just support it right there. There's a way. If you really want to support the podcast, go to tpublic.com slash user slash laugh dash it dash up dash fuzzball or search laugh it up fuzzball in the search bar of tpublic.com. Buy some stickers. Buy some merch. Literally, just buy some stickers. Slap them on something or just put them in a drawer where you put all your other stickers. Uh, that's a, a great way to like you know throw, throw a couple ducats toward the podcast if you're enjoying the listening. And I think that's all the things. Uh, Jack, thanks for, thanks for talking some Star Wars, man. Thank you for having me. May the force yeah. be with you. Yeah, for sure. We'll catch you on the flip side. Uh, you know, if if you're if you're living the dream and doing the thing, we we appreciate all that you bring to the world. Um, you know, there's there's tough times, but I think uh, Star Wars does tend to be one of the more positive things. In so much that uh, if if you got a, a homie, a friend that likes Star Wars, you can have have some fun conversations. You know what I mean? He, uh, there, it's, it's, it's a, a good, good thing. I think, you know what I mean? And if, if evidenced by none other than like, you know, me and Jack, we know each other from working together, but, uh, we became cool because we like some geeky things. Yeah. And, uh, if you want to, if you want nothing else, you could take a, a Joseph Campbellism. You could follow your bliss <laughs> and, uh, and, uh, be the hero of a thousand faces. Be one of the faces of the hero. You know, just do the thing. But we'll catch you on the flip side until the next iteration of the podcast. I'm Joe the Wookie Riot. My guest was none other than Jack Talk. And uh, we're both TTFN out.